Welcome back to Keeping It Real. I'm your host, Ed Smith, and in today's episode, I was joined by my great friend, Kathleen, and we discussed a plethora of things. We talked about her journey through high school in terms of school, um, what to expect for college, and a lot about her battle with her torn ACL, and then uh, we kind of talked about religion and faith and what we think happens after death. Tune in and enjoy. Up early in the morning just to feel the light of day. Had to open up my window, get the shadows out my way. Banana pancakes for my problems. Buy me jamming old Jack Johnson. Swear I heard them angel calls. Lay outside as heaven falls. Heaven falls. Heaven falls. Writing, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty sick, but it's just been long. Like I'm getting tired of it. But the final project for us is a podcast, which is like, <gasps> oh my god, <laughs> it's kind of clutch. Yeah. But it's like it's a. This is what he said. It's a seven-minute podcast, and you need a script. So oh like, right, you were saying the script, and yeah, so like, it throws you that? off. Yeah. Because yeah. I could do a podcast for way more than seven minutes, but <laughs> with a script, that's gonna make it difficult. Yeah. That's well, that's just like the total opposite of the idea of podcasts. Is like it's supposed to it's just, just be a conversation, conversation, not a yeah, not scripted or anything. Yeah, I think we're just gonna record us like topic talking about our topic and then just write the script after. Like Emma had a good idea where you just open up Word with the mic and have yeah, it spell it out. Yeah, yeah, heard you're doing saying it. that. That'd be super smart. But um, huh. is this the first summer you've been working at Wellies? Yes. Yeah, I started working there. Beginning of June-ish, and it was, I was a little nervous, you know, coming into a new job, but I had worked at Friendly's before, and it's just like, it was a world's difference of yeah. just the environment, and the people, and obviously the the cuisine, and like the the bar and stuff, but I, I've really learned to love it. I've learned a lot, and... Did you I made, like it at first? At Wellies? Yeah. No, I did. I did. It was it was a little bit overwhelming, um, just with the menu was like absolutely massive, and there's a whole new bar to learn, and like. Uh-huh. And you have to memorize it too. Yeah, and like I don't know, I don't know any like cocktails, you know. Like I'm 18. <laughs> it's just so it, it's it, you just learn on the job, you know. Like I'll go over to a table and um, people will order a drink, and I'm like. I, like, ask them to repeat it because I just want to make sure. And then I'm like, all right, like, I don't know what the fuck this is, but we're going to go, we're going to go make it in the bar for them. So, That's awesome, yeah. though. And, like, you definitely gravitated towards waiting. Yeah. You seem to enjoy it. Yeah. I, I always knew I wanted to be a waitress. Um, and Friendly's was a good first job. It really taught me a lot about, um, like, work ethic. And because at Friendly's you do, like, You'd seat your own tables, you'd you'd run your own food, you'd bus your tables, you, you would do everything, and yeah. the tips there were individual, so it was a grind, but it really taught me a lot, so that now that I'm at Wellies, which is like, you know, a little bit of a step up, um, that I could, like, have a little bit more of a finesse, and, like, really, like, make the experience of, like, the customers, uh, like, make it enjoyable for them, yeah. and it has been awesome, like, it being at work is it's fun for me like that's what I, Lorena was saying like yeah. you guys just made like a group of friends yeah 
That's awesome. That makes work so like not feel like work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the people there are amazing. The customer there is are great. They're, you know, you just you have conversations just randomly and like, you you'll have a table and they're like, oh, do you know Miss Mattingly? And I'm like, oh my god. And then they're like, oh, she was in my wedding. <laughs> and so it's just so yeah, it's just crazy. You you come across these people, but it's it's great. It, even when I go in having a bad day, I come out and I'm. I'm pretty happy like it's it's just a great atmosphere that's awesome that it brings yeah. you up and you're still like making money while you're doing it yeah that's so right <laughs> so you said that you um made your own tips at friendlies does that imply that you're you're doing the group tip you're pooling tips yeah I think that's what Lorena said yep that's awesome that's like a whole nother level of like trust with your workers you know because it's like yeah. oh your money is now like my work is directly relating to your like how much money you're making too you know mm -hmm. that's yeah. important yeah and like some nights you'll you'll put in a lot more than you get out and that's just how it is yeah. other nights you'll you'll get a little extra um so you never know but yeah it's definitely a, a team effort over there that's everyone's awesome. always helping each other out so then it, it's not bad you think of the group tips and you're like it's fine we're all helping each other out so mm -hmm. it's not a big deal but yeah. That's dope. And you just finished up your class. What, what was uh, the class on? It was um, on the history of healthcare and medicine in the U.S. That's dope. So I, I was presented with the opportunity to take a class this, this summer and um, basically like get a gen ed out of the way. And since lovely Miss Georgie, we didn't, I didn't get a push credits. I was like, might as well take a history. And I saw this course was something that I really was interested in. And I learned... You got so to pick much. Topic well, it it was just a coincidence that they had this history course, oh, and it was awesome. on medicine and healthcare. So, it was it's great. It, it intertwined everything from like the beginning of medicine in the U.S. to like medical ethics, and there's a little bit of like you know economics in there, mm -hmm. um, which is also another interest of mine. So it, it was it was enjoyable. Like, yeah, it was a class where I had to turn in assignments, but. I'd have conversations with my mom for hours just talking about, like, the things I learned and just That's how so cool. how eye-opening it was. That um, definitely gets you, like, excited for school because that's how a lot of classes are going to be now. Right. More, awesome. like, pertained to your interests. And yeah. It was it was really dope, for sure. Did you, uh, did you find it a lot easier because, like, you hadn't been in school for so long? Like, when you're in school and you're taking a lot of classes at once, like, there's a lot of stress that builds up with it. But when you had, like, taken a break and then got to enter a class in, like, a new mindset, was mm -hmm. it a lot easier? It was definitely different because I had to balance, you know, I, at first I was like, oh, it's, um, like, we're in quarantine, you know, COVID-19 is going on. I don't really have much to do. Might as well take this class. But then as, once the class actually started, like, life picked up for me and yeah. I'm working and I'm bouncing like social life so it was definitely hard sometimes you That's know i had exactly to squeeze in like it was a lot of reading so i had to really like level out my time but it was good it was nice and it's i liked taking it before like college you mm -hmm. know get a little taste and especially with the online learning like that's what I know. I think my greatest lesson out. in taking a class during the summer was just like getting down what an online course would be like, you know? Like from start to finish, mm -hmm. yeah. 
and I was, I was in the exact same boat. Like, I took it when I had nothing going on. And, like, the first couple of weeks were awesome because I could just focus on that. But then everything started to pick back up and it just went on the back burner. And mm-hmm. kind of, like, it's not stressful for me because, like, uh, it's kind of, pa- it's past fail. So, like, it's not that big of a deal to me. But at the same time, it's, like, always knowing there's something to do for the class, you know? Like, that yeah. that feeling again yep. like, already kind of <laughs> get me a little aggravated. Yeah. It's yeah. tough. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, mine was, mine was, like, a letter grade and, like, was gonna contribute to my GPA, so I was really focused on doing the best that I could to start off my college, like, career with, yeah. with basically a 4-0, which is, the goal. that's what I'm, that's what I'm aiming for. And uh, that is completely obtainable for you, like, I have seen <laughs> your work ethic and how smart you are. Thank like, you. You're gonna be able to do that for sure. Yeah. And... Even the way you talk about this class, like, not getting, like, I've gotten worked up about my class, and, like, I still put out, like, work that's not as best as I can, and I know you, you're level-headed and always produce, like, your best work. Like, I'm so, I've always been so impressed by that. Thank it you. is wild. Yeah. I know, along with that, like, I know that, I mean, at some points, I, I have to have, I don't know, sorry, I've had trouble, um with like doubting my intelligence sometimes really i like i'll go through the motions and um it's it's tough sometimes like if i don't see like the results i'm like you know like i don't know how i feel but that's something that i need to work on is like even if i don't what is seeing the results like just like ap test like a score on a test or a grade in the class like i need to work on knowing that my intelligence still stands and that like I'm strong and I'm powerful and like I can do anything I put my mind to without seeing that, you know? Because yeah. I kind of depend on it, but like in the future, that's not going to be there, you know? You're not going to have, oh, you just got a 97 on your test. Like, it's not how the real, real world yeah, works. Yeah, 100%. And high school is such a poor setup because it's like yeah. judging your intelligence constantly and like judging your ability to be involved. Like, they ask you, you you're not allowed to focus on one thing in high school. You know what I'm saying? Like, to be a good contender for colleges, you need to be a jack of all trades, but then you can't, like, you're not a master of any, you know, like, and that's, it's tough, because, like, a lot of kids know what they want to do in high school, too, like, in terms of music, or art, or something like that, and Mm -hmm. there just aren't those options there, and it's, it sucks, it really does suck, but, that's, I agree, that is important, though, like, I think my junior and senior year, I kind of, like, got, what you're saying like you 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 don't have to be you don't have to have that number to know you're smart you know what i'm saying and like right. that was a huge thing for me but then when i realized like the number isn't even how smart i am it's just correlating to the amount of time i put into it you know like mm-hmm. and a lot to do with the teacher that's in like senior year i realized like my grades correlate if me and the teacher just like each other you know and like like you were saying miss georgie like we mm-hmm. all struggled in her yeah. class and yeah. like and it's a tough subject. I mean, I'm not a huge U.S. history fan. Yeah. I mean, it's just for me, it's like, oh, I've been learning this since fifth grade. Like, Can we it seems like we're else? doing the same thing. Like, and I have no desire to indulge and like really learn the material. But something else, like in a different history in a different setting, is is a world's difference. Yeah, a hundred percent. And like, that's awesome that you've already had that opportunity. And it is crazy. Like, we're taught American history. 
from an American perspective for so long, like, till it's, like, imprinted in our brains. Yeah, and we're, like, basically sick of it, and that's not how it should be. No, it shouldn't be like that at all, and, like, to learn about American history, like, they teach us world history, like, when we're not going to remember it first, you know what I'm saying? Like, you should make that a strong foundation of American history and then work around the world, you know what I'm saying? Right. Or vice versa, like, however it works, just not one of the same thing forever. Yeah, I agree. That will get straight, no, for sure, over time. Yeah. I have faith in that. Yeah. But I, I, yeah, I did not, like, I don't know why I took AP U.S. history. Me neither. I really don't, because, like, I never liked it. (laughs) I just remember being like, oh, I like history, but, like, on my own time, you know what I'm saying? But then when it's like, oh, you have to remember names and dates and stuff like that and just rewrite them on tests. Oh, God, yeah. Like, that's the thing with history is how, it's, that's literally just memorization, you know what I'm saying? Like, math and science and even english like it's applying principles to yeah. a task history is like just no there's things. very little application yeah. yeah you can definitely you can look at trends throughout history like i always say history repeats itself mm-hmm. and it we will see that until the end of the end of time but yeah besides that I mean, it's it is memorization it's just looking at the facts that you're given and are they the facts yeah, exactly. You got to question everything. Yeah. That I always used to say that when I was little, like, whenever I would learn something and, like, someone would be like, well, that's, like, that's what happened. Like, this is what the textbook says. And I'm like, yeah, but, like, who wrote that? You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't know. And from what perspective. Exactly. Because, like, I mean, I, I think as we, as we get older, we see that everything, everything that's produced is, is biased in some way. And, like... I mean, with history, like, any world war or civil war, anything involved with the U.S., like, if we're reading a U.S. history book, it's gonna, it's gonna bear on the side of, in our favor. So it's like, what, what are we really learning here that you just want to make the U.S. seem like we're the best nation in the world? No. Yeah. And it sucks because, like, we're a country made of so many cultures and we only, like, learn of the one that we created you know what i'm saying it's it's so odd like and it it is it is intentional i feel like i feel like it's taught that way so we kind of get in that mindset of nationalism and stuff like that and like there's so much pride in a country that we think so great and like america is great like we are one of the best countries for sure but Mm -hmm. like we have our flaws and are not showing them and like we have to find those out on our own and like uh what's what's happening now is a good example of that you know like the flaws are finally starting to show and like the curtains are falling and all the people are like oh shit like look at you guys we're like (laughs) kind of just deer in headlights practically it's wild like you your father was just saying like what's gonna happen you know like anything can happen and i think like when i was talking like when i talked to zach about things like he and a lot of, like, spiritual YouTubers and stuff like that, they think something bad's going to happen in December. Like, this is, in the terms of the Ethiopian calendar and the Mayan calendar, like, 2012 is... Well, 2012 was the year that the world was supposed to end, but in the Ethiopian calendar, 2012 is this year. Right. We're eight years ahead of it, and, like... Yeah. I've heard that, too. It, it's going to get wild, and, like, that's when our consciousness is going to fully change from... Pisces to Aquarius, Zach has always said this, and, like, he said it in his podcast a bunch, like, this is when we're changing from, like, the consciousness of self-interest to, like, the concept of a whole, Mm -hmm. and 
it's just gonna get wild because we're gonna have to go through a lot of pain together to get to that point first you know mm -hmm. like the only way to really find true like love and happiness is through a lot of pain it's through pain and and experiences like this whole year i mean it's been uncertain especially now with like college campuses closing down we're like well they've thrown practically everything at us like yeah. we can't even we can't even fathom what's going to happen in the next few months and it's i think it's so good that we're dealing with this too because i've seen so many people like immediately so upset about what's happening and then weeks later talk to them and be like you know what like i'm actually kind of glad that i'm home and like i'm actually kind of glad it's going this way and it's like forcing us to have that perspective switch and it's mm -hmm. awesome like it forced me to have it for sure and like just stop being like the world's against you like no it's it's just happening to everybody you know yeah and it, it it's important that we go through this i really is like your dad was just saying too like the hard times are just as important as the good times and mm -hmm. i've said that a bunch too like i enjoy the hard times more like today was a shitty day mm -hmm. and like i don't know why but a lot of past emotions came up for out of nowhere and like but while i was going through it like i still had like deep down i was still mentally there and just like you need to go through this for a reason and like you're gonna come out on top you know and like that's what it's all about in this scenario of the world mm -hmm. it's yeah. so important no yeah i i agree and i think this everything that's happened this year came at a really interesting time um like today today actually marks i one and a half years ago, I had my ACL reconstruction surgery. Jesus. So, celebrated it on top of a mountain today, you know. That's so awesome. So, that was pretty amazing. But that that whole experience kind of switched the subjects like? a little bit. It was crazy. Um, I mean, I had never dealt with an injury like that. And since I, I had partially torn it before, and then I went through PT, um, played basketball for six weeks, and then I fully tore it, and... Um, then I ended what, what, up... what was the time frame on this in terms of years? So August, I'm going to say August 2018, I partially tore it. Um, so that's sophomore year? Yeah. Going, no, into, going into junior, yep. So and then I went through PT because not a lot of surgeons are going to poke around on a partially torn ACL. Uh-huh. You kind of just try and um, go through PT and strengthen basically every other muscle but in never, your leg. it can never reheal. Like It's right. just going to be... Like a micro tear in a sense? Yeah, it was it was how it was. You were never going to go do any exercises. You couldn't do however many exercises a day to try and heal that. So it was just about doing everything else to, to strengthen the it. muscles around it. Right, exactly. And then um, come December, it was basketball and I got cleared and I was fearless. Like I had, I wasn't concerned. I mean, I was wearing a brace. I have this partially torn ACL and I'm playing basketball, a very demanding sport for for your knees. Especially, yeah, I was about to yeah. Say. and it was amazing. Like people admired my my fearlessness and just like, oh, she's out there. Like That's she doesn't awesome. care. And then it I happened. Mean, I did from the stands for sure. Like you went out there, like <laughs> nothing happened. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, we were playing Neshoba. We were at Neshoba on January 18th, and second quarter. I fully tore it. I mean, that was like the most excruciating pain I've experienced really? physically in my life and emotionally too, because I was like, all right, like this is it. I yeah. mean, I, I didn't have much doubt that I'd... Was it immediately excruciating or like yeah. did... Yeah. Wow. Like it, it happened and you, you're just, next thing you know, you're on the ground and you're just like, 
you're just like writhing in pain like it was oh it was crazy God. but five minutes later you're like i'm good i really? have mobility in my knee like i'm worried i'm gonna go call my mom but like i feel all right um but obviously more doctor's appointments ensued and found out that i fully tore it did you play that game after no i was about to say no especially considering like my past i i knew it was gone yeah um and was the doctors kind of say that like it was a little inevitable for it to tear completely or did you really because you said you played fearless but did you know in the back of your mind that like it there's a good chance of it happening yeah but i you couldn't let that come yeah, in the way of course because then what's the point? If you're going to be worried, then why are you even playing? Mm -hmm. Because you, you can't live in fear. 100%. That's, that's how I feel. And, you know, it, it happened, and I had surgery on my birthday and went through about eight, no, like, yeah, like, I'll just say eight months of physical therapy. And that was, like, for me, that took me from, like, a person from, like, down here to way up here. Like, it got me like above the um like a crest i don't know what you say what do you mean like it took me from i say like a child to more of an adult really and, like knowing myself like it was a really crazy experience where i had to um you know i was in physical therapy like three times a week and i i made a great relationship with my pt and he pushed me and we did a lot of conditioning and strength training and he was able to incorporate like soccer as I was able to start running and stuff. And it was, um, it was a great experience that changed me as a person. Um, like I went from, I don't know, going, going through the motions to kind of knowing like more what I wanted to do. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, amidst that I was, this was like the time I was working at Friendly's the summer uh -huh. of 2019. And there was a period of time that I was pretty, I was pretty down. Um, I wouldn't, I mean, you could call it what you want, but it was just a low point in my life. And I was, I was happy with, um, training and getting stronger. I loved going to the gym. I loved, you know, making progress and all that, but it, it was tough mentally. And I was kind of alone at the time. And, um, it was it was really tough, but I think so. It was more of a mental battle than yeah, physical. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, both equally. Some sometimes more mental, sometimes more physical. But in the end, it I like made me so much stronger physically, of course, but mentally too. Mm -hmm. Like now, I say that this time of like quarantine and the craziness of twenty twenty, like I don't know how I would be like without that experience. You know, like I kind of. Not that my perspective is different, but I've always been, like, a positive person, but I think being able to look back on low points in our lives is really important for growth, and, um, like you said, people have enjoyed being home and stuff, and, of course, it was tough ending our senior year Yeah. at home, but, um, it was, it was great. I reconnected with my family. I found a routine, you know, I, I started putting myself first. That's um, awesome. Back when, in that same point of lows in my life, I was really struggling with um, 
balancing like relationships whether mm-hmm. that be friends or intimate or whatever I really struggled and um this year like senior year kind of was a reflection of the effects of that um you know it's it's hard you have a lot of people in your life and you that I care about that I love and sometimes it's hard to to balance those things but really this year I figured out just putting myself first that's, that's the awesome. answer because like when it comes down to it you got to be best friends with yourself you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying like you're gonna wake up with you every day there's no one else you're guaranteed to wake up with every day you know and it, that's so important yeah it really is like that's a big thing i was learning too is like you're not gonna get all like you're not gonna find all these solutions and like find all this love from other people you know what i'm saying like it, it really okay. just understanding it's gonna stem from yourself you're gonna make it happen you're gonna if people want to hang out with you then they're gonna hang out with you but mm-hmm. if they don't then they don't but it's gonna be dependent upon yourself a hundred percent how you put yourself out there and how you show that you care for people and whatnot and i don't know it's been it's been amazing to like just see this like it's a small but i guess you could say it's whatever it's small transformation like as a person, but I've really enjoyed like finding that and and learning not only like how to love yourself. It doesn't seem small though. Right. It has has big effects. Don't diminish it like that. Like it seems like it's changed a lot, you know, and like finding that balance with relationships, that's key. Like Mm -hmm. even in the sense, like not even hanging out with who, when, like when to hang out with yourself too like being able to be like you know what i'm not going out tonight and like i am gonna just rest because i need it Mm -hmm. and like that's a tough call sometimes especially in high school like when you see everything on snapchat and you think you missed out on some stuff Mm -hmm. like that that was tough yeah sometimes but you said you find like you got into like a schedule like a routine where'd you how'd you start with that i think it i mean it definitely without me like knowing or really realizing it but it definitely started with when I was in the gym like every day um going through rehab and so this is pre-quarantine yeah this is pre-quarantine I think that like well like I said like without my knowledge or awareness of like me doing it um it started evolving then and um this year it was like senior year I took a lot of challenging courses and again with the balancing relationships I had classes with, like, just was, like, the opposite of what my friends were in. So, like, I would take the same class, but they were in the other period. And, like, I remember this was, like, coming out of um, that, the tough summer, and I was like, man, like, this is going to be tough. Like, I'm already set back here. It's, you know, you don't, if you don't have classes with your friends, you're not going to see them too much, and you're not going to. And the biggest thing is sharing work. Like, I know we try not to, but you kind of need some help sometimes, you know? right. So yeah, um, I think that, it was pretty rigorous, so I had to really, um, like, figure out my time, and I, I procrastinate, but, um, I think sports, like, a lot of student-athletes say, like, playing two, three varsity sports a year, it's a lot of time, and you learn to use the time that you get, and to produce the best work that you can, and, you know, there's, there was a lot of long nights, but, it's worth it. It's definitely worth You'd it. You'd say it's all worth it? All those long nights? 100%. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Because, like, looking back on some of my long nights, <laughs> I've been like... I mean... <laughs> I've been like, 
could I, could I, I should have just gone to bed. Yeah, like, I no, I agree, <laughs> I agree, I agree, but I think in the grand scheme, it's like, you know what, I, I grinded that yeah, night. Yeah, and, and that's awesome, like, that, and that's such a sense of accomplishment, and, like, you fucking did, like, you amazed the fuck out of me during high school, like, just the amount of work and the hat, the quality it was. And I said share work, but I shouldn't even have said that because you didn't share work. Like, you would just <laughs> get shit done on your own. And, like, that that was, that's wild. Like, the, the, and the fact that you're saying, like, those long nights were worth it. Like, I can't say that about myself, yeah. you know? Like, I mean, definitely, like, I, I, I laugh with you because, like, I think of some nights where I was just, you know, in, in the grand scheme, it probably didn't matter. But... Also, then again, it does, and it kind of shapes you as a person. I don't know. I always have the future in mind. Like, mm -hmm. I, I live in the present, but for a while... Set um, yourself up. Yeah, I, I know what I'm, what I'm aiming for and what I need to do to get that done and the habits that I want to start making now. And I'm still working on those. Like, I'm definitely nowhere near any idea of some people say, like, perfect i guess i it's not like that and that's why I think, perfect's like, not obtainable it's right. not a thing really right. it's a it's a social you know label that people think is attainable but in reality it's, it's not it's not and it, it yeah i i don't even know what i would describe as perfect you know what i'm saying like i think it's, perfect yeah. to, is whatever you feel best as you know mm -hmm. like that's perfect exactly. to you and like that's may not be perfect to everybody else you know Mm -hmm. that's what I've been figuring out the hard way a little too is like I found my path for sure and like I found a lot about myself and how I did it I felt like I it would work for everybody so I tried to push like what I did on a lot of people and mm -hmm. I kind of pushed them away mm -hmm. you know I feel that. which is natural but like really sitting back and like like Oscar was saying like in the terms of faith but I'm saying in the terms of just finding happiness like plant that seed in them to do it and like then they'll find their own path like and I, I had a hard time with that you know like just really trying to let people do it on their own but it's so when you do it on your own it's like a it's natural it yeah it's natural it is and 100%. it's like the reward in that is so much greater and like your path and everything like the what you do is so customized and does genuinely feel good for you like me Justin and Steven have been working out with each other every like freshman year like since so little mm -hmm. and now we have none of us work out together at all like we just do it on our own because like it doesn't work we don't it doesn't work for us like you know what i'm right. saying like and what steven does it? doesn't work for me and like that's just how it is and like it's wild because like it does kind of suck because me and him and uh justin have been hanging out a lot less because like that whole figuring it out when we do things when they work for us but like we are so confident in ourselves and so confident in each other. Like, we don't need to be with each other mm -hmm. that much anymore, you know? Like, yeah. we, we're like, they're good, you know? Like, we're good, they're good. And, like, when we get back together, it'll be awesome again. But mm -hmm. we don't need each other right now. And, like, yeah. that's, it's important for people to find it on their own, you know? Oh, yeah. And, like, I've been friends with you guys throughout these four years, you know, on and off, closer or not. But I've seen, like... You guys used to be really tight and do everything together, but you, you found your own way and, like, still come back to each other at the end of the day, but it's all about, like, reevaluating and, and constantly, like, adapting to, to what's going on in your life and what's best for you. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, I, it's really cool to see from, like, an outside perspective. You know, I never really thought about it, but now that you say it, it's like, 
wow, like, they, they grew into their own people. Yeah, and it, for so long, it kind of felt like we were stuck to each other. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh -huh. it's like, oh, Justin's here, where's Steven and Ed? Oh, Steven and Ed's here, where's Justin? Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and but it didn't need to be that way it that would frustrate me it honestly would you know like it's just kind of like i wasn't my own person like i felt like we were just like a, especially with me and steven because we're in the same grade like yep. it was like a package mentality and like we we never were able to have our own friend groups and stuff mm -hmm. like that and like that's it's fine because we coming to realize like we still are just a part of the same friend groups and stuff like that but in the moment, it kind of it takes a it takes a toll on you sometimes because it's like, wow, are people like, do they want you there or do they want right. him and you're just tagging along? And then same for him, like for some groups, you know. And, and like, then it's just a it's a mental game at that point. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough, but it all works out, and like it made us so much better, like having those times, you know. Definitely. And like, like you said, like you didn't really recognize it, but like it, like, we we're able to recognize it because of those times, you know, like. Mm -hmm. Like everything, like the bad times are allow you to recognize when it's a good time. Mm -hmm. But yeah, and sometimes you don't even know you're in the bad times until you're out of it, and you look back and you're like, "Wow, that kind of sucked." But look <laughs> where I am now. Like That's I so feel true. so much better, and that kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's really, I don't know. It's one of the best feelings. I feel like you agree. You say you like the bad days more than the good. Uh huh. And it is true though. Like I, you don't even like. You don't realize how bad of a place you are sometimes, you know, like, mm -hmm. it really, it's interesting, like, there's some really low points in my life that felt amazing still, because it was just, like, what I was doing, you know, like, those times where I was smoking every day and, like, just going and doing stuff, like, felt like the best times ever. But, but really, like, what was the value of that? Exactly, like, I didn't realize how shitty I felt, you know, and, like, it's so it's just listening to your body like you've done the same thing where you said you made that routine just by finding what makes you feel good mm -hmm. and like it it takes a while to get there it really does and like I'm still like there's still a problem that comes up once a week like where I need to reevaluate you know and like figure out does this make me feel good does that not make me feel good like mm -hmm. I'm running into that problem tonight like there's a UFC fight that is the best fight <laughs> of the year literally the best fight of the year but I know it's gonna go till 2 a.m. and I have to get up tomorrow at 6 a.m. Oh, so like man. what do I do wait and watch the highlights or do I see someone get knocked the fuck out live you know what I'm saying like yeah and it's, it's like those decisions and I haven't made my decision yet and I'm going to get there and it's going to even make it harder to make that decision. Yep. But like, it's yeah. those tough decisions that make you stronger for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And even, it was something like simple as that, a yeah. UFC fight, like you wouldn't think of it, but it's things yeah. that you have to deal with and you have to prioritize. And the biggest thing for me was like looking at the after effect of everything. Like that's how I got to it. Like, yeah, like, all right disregard how this is going to make you feel in the moment how's it going to make you feel within 24 hours and then that's mm -hmm. where i start to see improvement you know like with smoking you're not going to feel good once it's over you're not going to feel good when you wake up just cut it out you know what i'm saying like it's mm -hmm. not helping you and like with going out late like you're not going to wait be able to wake up early and i've always liked waking up early yeah. like it's just stuff like that yeah it's like it's habits it's habits that we think we we need but just because we've been doing it for so long or for consistently for a while that we think that it's something that our body needs to function but in reality it's we need to change from those habits and move on like what are you just gonna keep doing that yeah. for your whole life you gotta get uncomfortable no. yeah that's where it, like 
getting comfortable in uncomfortable situations is like should be everyone's goal mm-hmm. you know and like that is the greatest growth right there is when like like even the littlest things like for me just having like I've always known how to start a conversation with people but have been like so afraid of how they'd react to it in a sense you know like that ego where you're like oh they'll think that's weird or oh they'll think that's stupid but it's just like just dive into it it, you know what's the worst that can happen and if they do think it's weird like just move away from it and then later they'll realize like oh shit they just wanted to talk you know like it was it was nothing else yeah just the littlest scale things the littlest things build up to a greater greater change Mm -hmm. yeah and again with this year we've been put in a lot of uncomfortable situations and Definitely, I've learned. I think you as well. I mean, of course, with all your podcasts, having these conversations, but just listening to others and opening your mind and your opinions. Like, you don't need to have an opinion on everything, and you don't need to, you know, limit yourself to to what you feel or what you think. See what others have to say. You know, everyone is different. We're all here living the same life, but everyone is vastly and immensely different, Mm -hmm. and it's... I've it's been very interesting just to see how people feel about things and what they've learned what they've experienced and take that into consideration and you know learn from it and even if you don't agree so what and if you don't agree it makes your your stance stronger like I like with the thing my best example is Christians every time I talk to a Christian I am willing to get turned to the faith of God like I'm willing for them to really let me like really change my life, you know, and, like, say Mm -hmm. what they say is going to happen, and every time I talk with one, like, it just reassures me of the beliefs I'm in, and, like, I'm still going to enter every conversation with that concept of, like, you could change me right now, and, like, in my podcast with Oscar, I did that, and I learned two of the most valuable things in my life, like, right there, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's, that's, like, that's so important with open-mindedness, is really allowing your opinion to be changed because once you're set in your ways you you essentially stop learning you shut off you shut off your views like to everyone else you're right you do stop learning yeah and, and what you're saying I, it was funny i i saw something on um olivia kamataris's like instagram story and it was of a um like a little excerpt from a book she was reading and it was about um god and basically how through this faith we will be able to unite like as a global like population basically and and through these tough times and and like what you're saying with the potential um events that people are predicting to come in december like what is it going to take for us to come together and actually realize like we can't be we can't be divided why yeah exactly it's there's gonna have to be like an existential being that like comes down and it's the world versus them you know what i'm saying like it's gonna have to be something wild for us to be like, okay, we can't hurt ourselves. Like, by hurting other humans, you are literally hurting yourself. Right. You know? Yeah. And it's so, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think as, like, time continues to go on, we continue to, you know, diverge from each other. I feel like as a, as a population, whether it's our country, the world, however you think, your community, I feel like we just keep growing apart. But when, when will we start to come together? Like, when can we just put aside all this, like, BS that's practically made up, Uh and why can't we just be people and enjoy each other's presence and just live the life that we are on this earth to do? 
When do you when do you think that point will hit? I mean, who knows? Will it be this year? But it, it's crazy because even with the all the events that are going on, is that enough? It's it's enough for a lot of people because like I don't know. Before this, I wasn't with the concept of like I was still with the concept of feud. You know what I'm saying? Like I still understood like battling with others and like that that beef in a sense and like now after this whole thing on a smaller scale for myself in my life like I've come to the point you have where we just need to work together but it seems like the people who are in charge you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying like as a whole it seems like we're getting to that point but it's just the people in charge who yeah. we see in the it's, media it's a huge blockade to like what we're trying to do and and you know who knows will our generation be the ones to to change oh and yeah because you've got 70 60 70 year old white men basically ruling like governing our country and yeah they're not acting in our interests at all <laughs> no, whatsoever neither side is yeah and it's clear it's literally clear like and it's so funny that you say the 70 year old white men thing because <laughs> i remember like a lot of liberals push for like diversity and change and stuff like that and like they're like vote for bernie vote for biden and everything but it's like if you look at the rawest form of it you're still voting <laughs> for a white seven-year-old man like even though they might have slightly different views and it may look better against their opponents but and they're telling you what you want to hear at least they're not telling you what you don't want to hear yeah like it, it's still at its rawest core is that same Mm -hmm. archetype which it like we can't make stereotypes but i mean from what we've seen like it's right it's tough not to in a little sense right yeah i agree and i i always look at like there's obviously more diversity in the different like political parties like republicans it's not not much you got the same same kind of people in there their views also pretty similar but i don't know democrats there's diversity there's women i mean are we gonna have our first female and african-american vice president this yeah. year who knows anything can happen will it be a, a change for the president. better right <laughs> yeah who kn who knows <laughs> who knows that's what's so fun about it like i don't know i'm not i used to be kind of heavy into politics because like i was like oh you're smart if you're into politics and know what's going on and like yeah. i like knowing what's going on just to know what's going on but not for other people anymore yeah and i've come less and less interested because like you said like there's nothing set in stone you know like before there was presidential candidates presidential election and then a vp and a president and like now it's like anything could happen anything so who just... are we to say like oh yeah this is gonna be the diff like this is the outcome how are we how do and we this is the that? first time in our lifetime and if you ask a lot of adults like their lifetime where it's even felt like this you know like a lot of adults have tell you like you should like write down notes of what's going on because you're not going to remember this when you're older and you're going to want to tell your kids like yeah this was some the, wacky the shit. finite details or yeah they have a lot of value to them but you're right you don't remember them so it is important to like take time and just reflect and be like yo what's actually going on yeah and how and how do i want to tell my kids and what do I want them to, like, know from what I'm telling them? Because, I mean, as, like, I, mean, I always think about, like, having kids and, like, parenting and, like, what what course do you go down? But at the end of the day, your your kids, for a moment of time, they're going to 
they're going to agree with your views. They're going to hear what you say, mm-hmm. and they're going to go tell their friends. So, like, how do you take an approach to that and, and just knowing that, like, the information that you spread is going to keep spreading? And, like, mm-hmm. how exactly do you want to come across to them? I think it's, like, a really, it's a really big kind of thing to, to think about. Yeah, it's interesting that you think about it in that way. Like, I haven't really thought about it in the fact that, I've thought about it in the fact that I'm impressioning, like, putting an impression on that one person, but like you said, like, they do go out in the world and share that information as if mm-hmm. it was their own. And like, Right, exactly. I've definitely been a victim, of, not a victim, but, like, I've definitely done the same thing growing up and stuff like that until you hit a certain point and, like, you, you make your own opinions or stick with what they were, but... Yeah, it is a crazy how you, like, have that impression on not just one child, but it begins to become, like, a community. Mm-hmm. But, like, and, yeah, that's the concept of, like, if we all have that one goal, it becomes easier to teach them that one thing, you know? Like, right. we, if we just, like, the more, like, this is why I've resonated with all religions is because they're all based on the same morals. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, like, be nice to everybody. Like, love yourself. Like, protect yourself and, like... Yep. give to others and don't live a sinful life and stuff like that and like if we build up our society on those morals then the bigger decisions come naturally you know what I'm saying like there's not mm-hmm. going to be those mix-ups if some everybody's already on that same page like that foundation of just a human being like it feels like we've gotten lost from a human being yeah. and like it makes sense because the people who are running the country now were raised by people who lived in the worst time of our country, you know what I'm saying? And, like, yep. that completely reflects down to them. And, like, Donald Trump is hated on, but he had a shitty childhood, you know? Right. Like, he and had that, a shitty father. Yeah. And, you, like, the same exact thing. Power hungry, like, did not give a shit about anybody else, not even his own kids. And, like, yeah, he gave them the financial support they needed, but where's that emotional support? Where's the shit that really matters? And, like, I'm not defending him in, like, for some of the shit he said, he is an adult and should have got a lot of it by now. Right. But at some point, you can't blame everything on a person because, like, they were just taught the wrong way. Yeah, you're right. I think that's that's important to know, and I think we lose sight on that a lot, especially when we see somebody in a big of a spotlight as the president, of course, per se. But you're right. You, you look at any, like, psychology textbook, it's going to be your childhood basically, like, dictates your, the rest of your life to an extent and it's different for years, everyone but say, your right? your experiences it, it they stay with you forever and that's a you... big thing in like spirituality is like if you have trauma in those first five years of your life it's get, there's more trauma that's going to come to you and build on that mm-hmm. and like the only way to get rid of it is go back to it and release it to others and like a big concept in a lot of religions and stuff is that inner child and like staying with that inner in- innocence and like if that was tapped that was into lost it, yeah. yeah and like where are you to, to exactly yeah. and i've talked to people who like when i'm trying to help them get that emotion out and stuff like that where i'm talking to them and i could see that inner child and i could see like that emotion that they're portraying through their inner child just builds up all of their opinions you know what i'm saying like if you mm-hmm. see someone who's inner child is lonely all of their opinions and their morals and everything are built up on that concept that they feel alone in a sense and like they won't care as much about other people like it's it is wild so like it it, like you said it having kids is going to be stressful in a sense but Mm -hmm. like if you just 
be yourself. Like, if yeah. you find a good spot, like, if you wait to have kids till you know, like, you've you're figured ready. your life out, you're ready to just portray that. Because I mean, it's, I mean, people always, like, I don't know, recently, like, people are like, I don't know if I want to have kids. Like, I don't want to put them into this world. But I don't know. Like, I, I don't really see it that way. I see it as, I don't know, like, just... I mean, I've always had wanted to have kids, and it's important, like you said, to be at a good point in your life, because you don't want to have a kid and well, not mess up, because mistakes happen and you learn from them, but it's important to to establish a good, like, parenting and, like, relationship with your child, because it matters. And these people that we, we see today as being nasty and and just, like... obscene and like unheard of and just things that you'd be like oh why are they doing like that that doesn't make any sense to me but really it stems from from things from years ago like decades ago in their life and it's crazy to see how that's like kind of a butterfly effect yeah just keeps rippling a hundred percent and it makes sense to be honest like it's just like like building a foundation on a like it's like building a house on a broken foundation you know and like you could go back and fix the the foundation. You just got to dismantle the house, you know? And, like, mm-hmm. it sucks. It really does. You do it. You got to do it. Mm-hmm. And it is important. I had a point, and I forget it now. <laughs> what was I going to say? Anyways, whatever. It probably didn't matter if I'm forgetting about it. But <laughs> right. um, we were talking a little bit about religion, and I know you go to St. Matthias Church. Do you, mm-hmm. do you really resonate with Christianity and well, so I'm actually Russian Orthodox. Really? Yes. So my dad is Russian Orthodox, and my mom is um, Catholic. So we we go to Saint Matthias more recently now, just just out of convenience. But but my parents they they raised us as all right. We go to church every Sunday, and it's important to have this faith and just have this like routine of going to church and and knowing that in times of need you could you could turn to a god that might may or may not help you but um when i was <laughs> right you seem very uneasy yeah yeah when i was younger I, we would go to um a russian orthodox church in maynard more often and we were more closely like knit over there but i was a kid and i was like oh great now i'm going to church for two and a half hours like this sucks practically. I mean, I was a kid, I didn't see the value of it, and it's interesting to be, like, raised in this kind of, um, this situation where I go to church every Sunday. My parents, they're like, you're going, you know? And it was fine. I never, I never fought back about it, but I still would take time for myself and be like, what do I believe in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to church, and this is a great community of people, and these are people that I could turn to in times of need, but I can still have a separate, like, part of me where I believe in different things, or mm-hmm. you don't have to believe in anything, you know? Um, so I think it's it's interesting and important to kind of have both sides, you know, experience one and see, like, all right, I don't know about this, and kind of, def- like, create something for yourself that you feel strongly about, and... Like, I don't know, I've always believed in, like, reincarnation. I think that we, I mean, for me, it, it incorporates science. Like, 
energy is never created or destroyed. It's only transferred and transformed. So you're saying that when we die, that's it. I don't, I don't think so. I, I think our, our spirits are continuous and that we, whatever it may be, will we be a human in another life or are we going to be a, an animal, a tiger, a fish in the ocean? Like, I, I don't know. I think possibilities are endless, but life is out there in all forms and I don't think it ever really goes away now that it's here, you know? Yeah. And I, when I was little, like, what made me believe in reincarnation as well is when I was little like I had a big fear about the world ending for some reason I don't know I did too it was just a thing in my head like 2012 I was like yeah my (laughs) my mom sat me down and she's like well think about this like say we say the world does end and we all do die she's like we'll still be together she's like we're still all there like it we're still somewhere together like it's not like we're just you know and we may not know we may not see it and that's terrifying but like, that sense of togetherness, she said, like, would keep me going. And, like, it should keep you going in a sense that, like, you know there's something else, you know? And it's wild. Mm-hmm. Like, as a kid, we're so intuitive. Like, we think about greater concepts. And I had a deep, yeah. I had a thought today, like, the, the eyes are the gates to the soul. Mm-hmm. Like, so when you're looking into someone's eyes, you could really, during a conversation, like, you could really figure out who they are as a person and, like, mm-hmm. get to them. And, like, you see babies just lock onto eyes. You see babies don't lose eye contact when they get eye contact. And, like, mm-hmm. I just think they're learning so much in those moments. And then, mm-hmm. like, while you're, like, when I, like, my most deepest thoughts were when I was, like, five years old, six years old, like, thinking about the universe and being, like, so, like, yeah, there's an afterlife. Yeah, there, I believe in the afterlife. I don't know if I believe in a God. Right. I believe in there's more. I believe we'll be together. But, like, no matter what, when does it end? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, when does it change? What right. happens? And, like, that always used to get me paranoid to the point where I couldn't sleep, like, for weeks. Like, it was mm-hmm. bad. And, like, the concept in all religions, too, is, like, live in the moment. Because, yeah, you don't know, but why do you need to know? If you're living in this moment, you know what's happening now. What, because who cares what happens? any you moment, your life could change for the better, for the worse, I had an forever. experience like that today. Really? Today, I was driving down Hosmere in the truck. <laughs> I was going a little fast. Not, not it happens. It, it happens. A little fast. But this guy was pulling out from a side street, only looking right. So left is the closest lane to you. Yeah. And he was only looking right and like slowly going, like not even, no care in the world. And I saw him and he did not see me. Mm. And he looked at the last second and hit his brakes and stopped. But I had to swerve and like go like that around him. And the truck, I shit you not, was on two wheels. And like it was, in, it was in slow-mo for me. And I was like... I was just so focused on this telephone pole that was right in front of me, and I just kept being, like, in that moment, like, it was so odd, like, it was slow-mo, I, like, could feel my heartbeat, and, like, I look, and I'm like, this could, like, this could be bad, like, it wasn't like, this could be it, this could be over, but I was like, this could be bad, like, whatever's about to happen could be bad, and, like, thank God, I don't know how it happened, like, I just yanked the wheel back down, and, like, yeah, it flung me back that way, and I was fine, and everything worked out, and I didn't have to stop or anything, but, like, that was a huge... I I live in the moment, and I'm really cool with the... Like, I live, like, every day I'm gonna die. Like, mm-hmm. at this point in my life, I did not always live that way. Yeah. But a moment like that will set you right back into that. Like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I just texted my mother before that, and I was like, if that was my last text to my mother, like, you, just, you, you know, like, just know. the little things... And it's yeah. just wild. 
Yeah, and like you're saying, like it felt like slow mo. But then again, like before you would even realize, who knows? You you would you'd end up in a crash and you could never be the same. Yeah, and it, it's crazy how on like the flip of a flip of a coin, like everything can just change mm. without without your being ready or or knowing. It's it's crazy, but I think do, I mean I don't know how you feel. Like do you, do you value? those experiences obviously it's very scary but like it's crazy because like i'm also at a mental state right now where like it's hard to phase me like (laughs) yeah after i was just like kind of you're just like i'm I'm in a point where i live in the moment and like a lot of people would have kept freaking out about it being like i could have just died like i could have just hurt myself i could have tipped that truck but i was like oh it didn't happen like right who cares? Didn't happen. It Why didn't should happen. I dwell on the facts? You know? Like, I was a little shook. I was a little shook. I'll be honest. <laughs> and, like, when I got back to the... So, the pallet of ice I had, like, slipped off. And, I, like, you're supposed to tell them so they can fix it and stuff. But I'll be honest. Like, I just got in there. Like, gave them the pouch. And I was like, all right, see you. Like, <laughs> like good day. And, uh... And, like, I was shook. I was a little shook and shook it. And, yeah. um... But I, I, in the back of my head, I was like, it didn't happen. You're good. Mm-hmm. But Keep like, going. Yeah, you know, yeah. and I was like, you don't got to think about those possibilities because like, yeah, you're right. You're still walking. You're still going to your car. You're going home. You're going to go see your family. And like it, there's a great value in those lessons too. Like those mm-hmm. moments where like a lot of people, they say it takes a lot of pain to get to a point of happiness, but a lot of people have to reach a sickness where they get given a time where they're given like a time frame on their life. Mm-hmm. And that's like, that's a crazy information and have in a sense you know like just I think about that all the time if that were to happen to me or someone I loved like close to me like if I was told like oh you have four months I don't know what I would do with myself really honestly like I want to get to the point where I would live it to the fullest but you know it's it's tough it's tough it's a it's a mental what is the fullest you don't even know what the fullest is you know and like for me like I would be like Man, I got 27 days left, like, yeah, I mean, obviously not that specific, (laughs) but, like, (laughs) but, like, the general time, like, I don't know, I guess, I guess that's just anxieties, anxieties talking, and maybe if I were to have a chronic illness that I would be more accepting and just live, live this beautiful life that it is, and just enjoy the moments and all the experiences, but, yeah, it's crazy. It is wild, it's really... Like, I'm in a point now where I'd like to say that if someone told me that, I'd be content with it. Because right. as of right now, like, I am content with... I do live like I could die every day. I do live like it could be my last in the sense that, like, I don't want any interaction with the human being I have to have a negative taste in their mouth because it could be that last time. And not the sense yeah. that if it wasn't the last time, I'm cool with having it because then we could fix it later. But it's like, why yeah. even waste that time? You know fix what I'm saying? And, like, that's been a big part of what's going on for me right now is just going back to those relationships that were not the best and, like, didn't end off that well. And just telling them, like, hey, that, like, that was my past self and, like, I'm ready to talk about it and then drop it and move on to this beautiful life we have together, you know? Yeah, I I totally, I feel that, like, 100%. I was in that, that same position and then today I'm on top of a mountain at sunrise and I just, like, utter and pure like happiness that's just, so like, awesome not a worry in the world and i definitely like i know i've loved adventures and like i live for the experience but but really that is all that matters in life to me i feel is is 
making yourself happy and being where you want to be and just enjoying it. And yeah. It's crazy because like a lot of us have found that like blissfulness and happiness and given we are financially well off by our families. Right. But like my happiest moments are in minimum wage jobs. You know what I'm saying? Like, and there's sometimes like I don't feel like going to school for that reason because I'm like, I'm so content with where (laughs) I'm at. Yeah, I was thinking about that recently. Like, wait, am I actually going to go to like a graduate school and spend the rest of my life in in like a hospital or an office with with patients in like a very professional environment or I can be a waitress the rest of my life and just enjoy it and it doesn't matter the money doesn't matter I definitely I would rather have experiences than any material item 100 percent I could not agree more could not agree more like I my like literally one of my dreams of mine was after college, just traveling America yeah. and just picking up minimum wage jobs and just keep going and like meeting absolutely as many people as I could, you know, and like that was way before the podcast. I would have that like that idea. Like I've never wanted to be held down somewhere, you know, mm-hmm. and like that I do understand the concept like money's scary. Like it really is scary because yeah. of how much power it holds. But like when you become with the content of a minimalist life and like just have what you need that money to get there is available you know and like Mm -hmm. it's the materialistic mindset that makes us feel like we need all of it you know and like makes us feel like we need that two-floor house with like the extra room for just hanging out and watching tv Mm -hmm. and like you know and it's like you really really... don't like you just need a place to sleep a place to cook some food and like that's enough you know and like figure out what you need in between those two spots yeah yeah, I am um, a co-worker at Wellies. Um, he's actually the bartender, and I have spent a lot of my, like, shifts after work, we'll, we'll talk, and um, he has just such, uh, so many experiences that I have, like, learned to, to see, like, oh, I had no idea, you know, this man has lived this life, and he always is, like, go out there and travel and explore the world and do what you want because now he's like now I'm I'm tied down and I got this job and I'm I'm home working and I'm trying to stay afloat but man those experiences like in his 20s were just unimaginable and so worth it and so it's things like that like go out and do it mm-hmm. do it 100%. just do it like I got some wacky dreams but like they're my <laughs> dreams and I'm gonna do it like yeah. there's nothing that's gonna stop me you know what I'm saying like I'm going to make it work. And, like, if you have that mindset, like, that it is possible. Like, you, like, people think, like, it isn't possible to do what they want because of financial blockage and stuff like that. But, like, if you really work at something and, like, prepare, like, live in the moment. But, yes, like you said early, like, think about, have the future in mind. Yeah, it is, everything's possible, you know? Like, absolutely anything. Like, Mm -hmm. you could constantly travel if you want, just make a profession for yourself that allows you to do that you know like you could be your own boss like the we were talking about the power of the internet you could just be a creator do whatever you want like share from from your house yeah you could make a living off of it and that's what quarantine showed a lot of people is like we don't need this big office to just sit next to each other like we could just sit at home and then go do our own things and live together but get some work done get some work done but have more value yeah 
Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what my dad's perspective was. He was like, I want to be my own boss. He made it happen, like, from, from nothing, from practically nothing. And that's, it's, it's amazing. It's pretty, it's powerful to see people, you know, they see a dream and they go and get it. No matter how long it takes, the struggles, the gains, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, it, yeah, I'm so excited for that. Like, I really love the concept of jumping out of a, jumping out of a plane and then, <laughs> like, figuring out how to make a parachute on the way down. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's I like that. how I want my whole life to be is, mm-hmm. like, like I was saying with businesses before this, like, figure out what you want to make a business about, learn about that, and don't go to the schooling for, like, the business part You'll of it. Like, jump out go. there and, like, make those mistakes, make the, find those hardships, and, like, that's where the real learning happens. Yeah. Like, someone can't tell you how to make that, make those business decisions through a textbook, you know right. what I'm saying? And, like, there is great value in those classes and courses and stuff like that, but all I'm saying is if you want that education it's there for the taking and it's literally just putting yourself out there Mm -hmm. and yeah uh that's that's my goal is to not even like my goal is not even to be my own boss it's just to continue to find something i want to do and then just go to do it and then figure it out while i'm doing it you know like i wanted to do the podcast and like at first it was there's a couple episodes like i was not the best and like i'm still figuring out when and what not works and like Mm -hmm. the one with trevor lou and sean like the first couple ones I did not want to post because I wasn't comfortable with how they came out with, like, what brand I was still trying to figure out. And, right. like, we filmed one that really didn't make me feel comfortable. And, like, Lou recognized it and was like, yeah, we, we, we could hold on to that one. And, like, Trevor and Sean and Richard couldn't tell at first. And then later on, as they've come along and seen what's happening with it and stuff, like, they've also realized, like, yeah, that wasn't right. Right. And, like, that's awesome, you know? And, like... But that took time and like it took mm-hmm. that hard decision to not post it, you know, like for the big, con- like after every podcast we've done, we've had a big conversation together about like what we should do with it because there is like a greater meaning to what I'm doing here. And like, but we, that was my root was those like four boys and us just mm-hmm. like hanging out in front of a mic and like talking about that silly stuff, yeah. like just trying to make jokes at what like life is, you know, and that so the biggest balance like the biggest thing for this podcast this summer was finding that balance in between like this new goal and that old goal that this actually stemmed from because once you move away from your roots you're not yourself you know Mm -hmm. and like but it did take time to find that balance and like that's that's how I would like to model approaching a lot of things like I didn't know at first but now I do through going through it you know Mm -hmm. yeah I I can only imagine what this experience of creating this podcast. I mean, I remember when you first came out with it, like, and I saw it, like, on your Instagram, and I was like, wow, this is cool. I don't know where he's going with it. He doesn't know where he's going with it, but this is going to be something special, because I know you, and, and you've you've grown up, and I knew you were going to stick with it, and I was really excited, and you, after each episode, I'm sure you reflect, and you're like, all right, is this where I want to keep going with it? You either say yes you go that way, you say no, you go back and you you evaluate and make some changes and make it how you want. But it's, it's trust me, dude, it's really inspiring <sighs> to see you. this. Like, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's inspiring to me. And like, 
this isn't my podcast. You know what I'm saying? Like, you look at the Instagram, my face isn't even on it. Like, that, it's yeah. everybody else's. Like, yeah. and, like, I can't take credit for the amount of credit I get. You know what I'm saying? Like, this, like, this can't happen. Like, this is the concept of yin and yang in a sense. Like, mm-hmm. you can't have it without the guest. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, it, and, like, I don't know where I was going with that exactly. Like, no, it's that's just, what, like, I got you. It's just, I don't know. A lot of people have been like, you're so inspiring. You're so, it's like, we are, it's, we're it's, coming together yeah, to create this. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're right. I, when I leave Marlboro, I hope to have 50, cre- like 50 episodes created. And like, that's a goal that we set and we are going to meet, you know? And like, that's, you're right. It is together. It's not, and that's not just you, but you are the producer. You're creating this, but you're right. It wouldn't be possible without everyone else. Mm-hmm. And I think, like you said, they don't realize that. Mm-hmm. but it's important it is and like it it keeps you humble you know because yeah you find a lot of success and you like at there's points where you feel like it's you but then you look back and it's like no it's not it's not you you know like it's just you're a part of it and like mm-hmm. a lot of scientists they go into like professional fields being like I want to figure something out I want to do everything I want to find I want to be that person but then you see them over time being like I have such a great sense of being a part of it and like that's what I'm modeling in a sense is like we we can't be we can't want to be the story you know what I'm saying like it's there's greed that comes with wanting to be the one and like the Michael Jordan and stuff like that it's there's a lot there's a lot more value in us all being role players and like Mm -hmm. to that greater goal and like we do rise as one like you can't Mm -hmm. have one person rise and see that person like push someone down to make yourself rise because you look back at it you're in the same spot they're just lower you know yeah and And, yeah like you were saying with like scientists and and their discoveries you you look back and you look at the details of the history and you'll see that that's exactly what they did is that they they took the data from others or like um they suppressed their ideas especially for females in the the science industry um within the past century it's been a struggle and others get the credit yeah. What's the point of that? Why can't you guys work together? You all you have brilliant minds, and why do you need to make yourself the face of it? A hundred percent. And like Charles Darwin, like this wasn't intentional, but remember when we learned about the guy who yep. made all the discoveries and then called it Darwinism, and now we all think of it as Charles Darwin's like it work. Really wasn't him. And like it was. He waited. He waited those those years to publish his results, but yeah. in the meantime. That, that I can't remember his name, but... I have, that's the sad part. <laughs> yeah, like, right? He did exactly. so much of that work and we don't even exactly. know his name. Yeah, and we literally just learned about that this year in bio. Like, yeah. We're all like, oh. We're like, okay. Yeah. Charles Darwin. Charles Darwin is a fake. Not a fake, but, but like... like it was, that was a, not the best example because like, it wasn't intentional. Because even Charles Darwin told him, don't work, name it after me. Like, you'll yeah. be forgotten. Mm-hmm. And... You should have listened because he was. And yeah. I mean, but that just shows you how much that guy, the other guy likes science because he didn't need the credit. He just mm-hmm. loved advancing humanity. Yeah. No, you're right. It's working together and rising as a whole. Why do we need in- very few? You you look and you see who are these people that made these discoveries or made these world-renowned decisions or whatnot. And you're like, that's such a small portion of the population is basically non-existent like why can't we just together you know how powerful that would be if all of our minds are together and acting in the same interests like ants 
Yeah. <laughs> you what they can create. It's because they work together, you know, and mm-hmm. it's like they're so little and they create things that are so visible for humans and like so interconnected and intelligent in a sense. And it's like they're just working they're together sh- at the smallest form. Like, why can't yeah. we learn from that, you know? But we are. And it's get, it's get, I think that's what the biggest flip from Pisces to the Aquarius is, is um, not working for self is working together, you know, mm-hmm. and like. It's going to be interesting because this year is going to change a lot. Yeah. And our generation is going to change a lot. Like, I think we are the generation. I not in the so. sense that, like, once again, getting into that ego of us. Like, we're the best. We're doing it. But, like, in the sense that we've seen it all and we've heard it all. And we have experience from so many different generations. Right. Yeah, we have know? experience from before. We have like, these experiences now. How are we going to combine those and make something happen in the future mm-hmm. yeah you're right i i don't know who knows <laughs> who, who knows? knows it's the future for a reason and like yeah. they call it the present because it's a gift you know mm-hmm. that's what it's all about but yeah it is like i don't know because i do say i live in the moment all the time but you do get fearful of things every once in a while you know but you just gotta realize like you said who knows who and knows this is it now. This is what we've got. <laughs> got to work with it while you have it. Mm-hmm. Whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've been listening or not, but I make the intro music the guest's favorite song or whatever. Yes. I actually, I listened to a few of the intros recently. And I will, I want to get back to you on what song. Yeah. Yeah, because I've been thinking about it and I want to make it, I want to make it right. And I want to You want to listen to the words of them or... Yeah, like I wanted to have, I don't know, just just that meaning in that, that meaning of life that like I feel right now. Like, yeah, I have songs that I listen to all the time that I love and I just jam out to them. But really, is that is that what what I want to? It's funny because before like all this has happened to me, I realized I never listened to music. Like I just have it on in the back and still be thinking over it. And mm-hmm. like now I really listen to music and those songs where I just like the beat. There's so much there in the words for right. me, you know, and like I didn't even realize it and it's wild because a lot of people start with music and it feels like I ended with music, you know, like in terms of finding myself. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've always just would think over the words and like think over people's conversations and think over everything, like just constantly thinking and once you learn to stop thinking, your world could change, mm-hmm. but it's, it's tough. It really is. Yeah. But uh, this was awesome. I really appreciate yes, you coming on. This was great. I'll be... I'll be back if you want me. Of course. Anytime. For sure. This and is like, great. I, I know I'm leaving for school soon, but like I know I'm going to be back and like be and so many more people in Marlboro are going to want to be on it. And yeah. like I'm going to want to have a bunch of these conversations again with people. Like I know I want Sean back on. I know I want you back on. I know I want to have all my friends back on like Zach, Justin, Trevor, all of them. I want to have those single podcasts again. Mm-hmm. Jake, Jake Naples, of course, like. There's a lot there to see that growth too, you know, and it's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. But, well, I really appreciate you having me. This is great. <laughs> it was awesome. Peace out. Down on me. Nothing quite like all these colors. Couldn't paint a better day. Got good times on the horizon. I can see them on the way. Couple birds came up beside me. Had to feed him some Bob Marley Swear I heard them angel calls Lay outside